I gotta feed the streets, my pistol gon' bleed the streets Ski mask on my face, sometimes you gotta cheat To stay ahead in this bitch, ah Drink surf like it's liquor Street life, I have you catching up to God quicker yeah. Stick ah, AK-40 to your lip, ah Let the chopper bang on you like a blood or a crip, ah Flip, ah, so much bread, I'm a gymnast Made so much money off of dummies, off of dummies Yeah, okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. So we are down to the end of my divisional breakdown. I've gone through every division in the NFL, and this will be the last one, which is the NFC West. And the NFC West is the most interesting to me. It's the most interesting because this could very well be the best division in football. At the end of this, uh, at the end of the breakdown, I'm going to rank all the divisions from the best or from the worst to the best. But let's talk about the NFC West right now. The NFC West consists of the Rams, Seattle, uh, 49ers, and the Cardinals. All of these teams have a path or an avenue that could get them deep in the playoffs. A lot of the most, some of these teams could win it all. And that's what's so interesting about this division. This division doesn't really have a slouch. If you look at almost every division, they have one team that has absolutely no shot, in my opinion, to win it all. Like, there's there's at least one team in every division that's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's this is them. This 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 division doesn't have one, and that's the interesting thing. Let's let's start with the 49ers. To me, the 49ers is the most interesting team in the NFC West because they don't really you don't want to go you don't want to go into a season not really knowing what you're doing at the quarterback position. Now, not saying that they don't have options. Of course you have Jimmy G and you have Trey Lance, but you, they don't really know what they're doing at the quarterback position. If you look at this roster from top to bottom, this is, I mean, just a couple years ago, they went to the, they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, you have, uh, you have Trent Williams, you have Debo Samuels, you have Raheem Moster, you have Nick Bosa, D. Ford, uh, Brandon Aik, uh, Fred Warner, who is one of the best uh, defensive players in the league. This team is stacked. This team is, and that's why I think the 49ers are so interesting. They're so interesting because this is a Super Bowl team. Hell, they went to the Super Bowl, what, two years ago. The problem is you don't know what you're going to get. You can't see. The reason why they're in a quarterback battle is because you have either Trey Lance, like I said, out of, uh, what, North Dakota State, and you have – Jimmy G. You know pretty much what you're going to get out of Jimmy G. Jimmy G is good. He's a serviceable quarterback. He is a he is he he's a quarterback that he's going to he's going to throw it up there. He's going to throw it up there at least once or twice in a game and either the wide receiver is going to get it or the defensive player is going to get it. He's he's going to he's going to gamble like that. And the thing that I think frustrates Kyle Shanahan who is the coach of the 49ers so much is he knows He's one of the best young quarterbacks and I mean young coaches in the league and he knows how good and how talented this team is. And the fact that the fact that Jimmy G we've seen his ceiling pretty much. I think we've seen his ceiling. And 
it, it, I believe that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers in general, they question if his ceiling is like if he can really get you to. Here's the thing. Even in the Super Bowl, right in the Super Bowl, I think the Super Bowl was the most telling thing about Jimmy G. They got to the Super Bowl. They were up big. Uh, and of course, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs chipped away and the 49ers had a chance to win this game. And I think the play that signifies Jimmy G in in totality is the pass, the overthrow uh, that he he had Emmanuel Sanders wide open. If he would have hit Emmanuel Sanders perfectly, Emmanuel Sanders would have walked in for a touchdown. The 49ers would be Super Bowl champions. And I think that's it. That that right there is a microcosm of Jimmy G. Jimmy G is a really good. His highs are so high. We remember, like I said, the game against for uh, the, the the Super Bowl or getting to the Super Bowl. We remember the game where he helped the 49ers just run all up and down the the Packers in the NFC Championship. We remember the game, uh, the incredible game against Seattle. Jimmy G has his moments of of brilliance, but too many times he has those 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 very few moments that can win you or lose you a game. And I think with a roster this talented, you don't want to waste it. I mean, like I said, you don't want to waste Nick Bosa. You don't want to wait waste Trent Trent Williams, who's one of the better, uh, actually one of the best offensive linemen in the league. Uh, Fred Warner, who is one of the best young defensive players. Nick Bosa, like I said, who's one of the best young defensive players. You don't want to waste this talent. And this is a talented roster. Again, it goes back to when I was talking about the Bears. If you throw Deshaun Watson, if you throw uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you throw Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, that is a Super Bowl caliber roster. Same thing with the – in fact – the 49ers is a better roster than the 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 Chicago Bears. It's just they don't know what they're going to get out of Jimmy G. And the reason why there's actually a really quarterback battle is honestly because Trey Lance is not ready. Trey Lance is good. Trey Lance is a really good player, but he's not ready to start. In fact, most of the of the of the or rookies are not really ready to start because you can't really simulate a real game in the preseason because not not all you know most of the stars aren't playing but Trey Lance is not ready and Trey Lance while he's had some incredible moments just like almost every single rookie in this like rookie quarterback from you know Trey Lance like I said to Justin Fields to Zach Wilson to, to Trevor Lawrence to Mac Jones they've all had their moments but none of them really look like they're ready to take a team over the top. Of course, Zach Wilson has looked incredible this entire pre- preseason. Uh, Trey, Tre- Trevor Lawrence has looked incredible, especially going against what the, the Cowboys fourth stringers. But none of them look ready to really make that step. And the thing that I think Shannon Sharp said is it's easy to go from vet to the rookie i mean that's that's expected that's what it's supposed to be it's 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 almost impossible to go from the rookie to the vet the last and i think that's one reason why cam newton that's not the biggest reason but i think that's one reason why cam newton's not on the patriots anymore it's kind of hard saying all right we're gonna go with mac jones and then you have an mvp uh sitting or former mvp sitting 
waiting for his turn. Like that's just that's it's hard. And then it's, it's hard to sell a vet, especially a vet that's been at the heights that Jimmy G has. Like I said, he's been to a Super Bowl. So the last thing you want to do is say, all right, we're going to bench Jimmy G and we're going to put in Trey Lance. Because at that point, you're pretty much losing Jimmy G. Jimmy G is is done. He's never going to be because, again, it's, it's, a, it's a psychological thing. You lost your spot, a, a spot that you thought you 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 had. You lost it to a rookie who, to be honest, is not ready. I mean, again, the 49ers is a Super Bowl caliber team and and you need to get this right. It's a Super Bowl caliber roster. You have a Super Bowl caliber coach. Uh it's just you need to get that quarterback position right. And that's what that's what we're going to, you know, that we're going to see this play out all season cuz we saw Kyle Shanahan say that they're probably going to do probably a couple packages where uh half the game you're going to have Jimmy G, some of the game, some of the plays you're going to have uh Trey Lance. Which I don't think it's going to work. I understand that they have a similar skill set, but I've never seen a there's never been a team in the history of the NFL where they were able to successfully uh, trot out two quarterbacks like like that was their game plan and it was successful. That has never been the case. So I don't know what's happening. I don't know what what they're going to do, but I do think that they need to get this right, because if you look at this roster, like I said, and I and I've been saying, you do not want to waste this roster. You do not want to wait this waste this talent, and you you want to get it right. If it, I don't think again, Trey Lance is ready right now. I don't think he's ready, but I do think that. Uh, I mean, Jimmy G know knows that his time his days are numbered there. So what I would do is I would play him until. Trey Lance is ready and then move on from Jimmy G, but you have they have to figure out what they're going to do. And I think that that's interesting because, like I said, if you really look at just the roster, the 49ers is the best team in the NFC South. I'm mean, NFC West, like just pure roster. Uh, but, and that's the 49ers really shows you how important getting the quarterback right is, is, is imperative. Like, again, this team is a Super Bowl caliber team. This team, if it, if it had the right, if it had one of the top quarterbacks that we've been talking about, this team would be a, would be an easily easy Super Bowl cap, you know contender. So they just need to get you know. I'm, I'm excited to see and, and and interested to see what what I, I kind of believe and I kind of know that Jimmy G is going to be the quarterback, but I'm kind of interested to see around uh, week six and week seven what this team's going to look like. Uh, that's when, you know, at that point, you kind of know what you're going to get out of your rookie quarterback, whether you're going to start him or not. Uh, and that's what you're because this division is so tough. You don't want to go, you know, week eight, week nine, week 10 and still not know what you're going to do at the quarterback position, because with the talent, with the talented roster that you have, what that the NFC West has, you can get left. And this is not the year to get left. So. You know, I'm excited. I'm interested to see, like I said, around week six and week seven, what what really happens or what's going to happen at at the quarterback position for the 49ers. So I'm excited to see. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals had a very busy um, offseason. They 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 lost Kenyon Drake. They did get uh, J.J. Watt. Um, Of course, they re-signed who they needed to re-sign. 
this this they had an interesting week. I mean, and this or interesting week, interesting off season. And while I don't think that this team is Super Bowl caliber ready, I do think this team is talented enough to make a deep playoff run if they make it to the playoffs. Again, you, I mean, Kyler Murray is one of the young, electrifying quarterbacks in the league. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is arguably the best wide receiver in the game. Isaiah Simmons, he's like a Swiss Army knife on the defense. Christian Kirk has been great. Chandler Jones, Chase Edmonds, uh, they just got James, or they got James Conner from the uh, from free agency. So, the thing about this team is. I think that the the question still stands, is Cliff Kingsbury a good coach? And I ask that because he he had a losing record in college before he picked he got the position at the 49ers. I mean no, with the Cardinals. And it's like all right, you got a good roster. This is a really good roster. You have a talented young roster. And that's the thing that kind of differs between the Cardinals and the rest of this uh rest of the division. They have a really young roster when you look at the quarterback, when you look at the best when you look at the best position players, most of them are young outside of maybe Chandler Jones. Um but when you see a lot of younger teams, that's when coaching matters most. Uh and we're really I think we're going to the jury is still out if uh, if Cliff Kingsbury is a, if Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach. Um, Again, and we saw there was a there was a lot of times last year that he he made some questionable calls, some questionable decisions as far as clock management, some questionable decisions as far as uh, a play calling. Now. You can you can you can chop that up to all right. Well, it was COVID. It is what it is. It was a weird season, anyways. So I think that the the notice is really going to be on him this season. The Cardinals is the Cardinals as a whole, as an organization, as a team, is good enough to make a deep playoff run. Kyler Murray is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league. You can argue that he's top ten. He might be top ten. Like, but. And, and with a top ten quarterback or arguably a top ten quarterback, it's it's really no unless you just have a, a, a team that is just god awful. There's no excuse not to make the playoffs, especially with this roster. Again, you have some of the best young talent in the league, so it's like at this point now you're going to see is this is the coach really the, is is he really a good coach? And again, we. You, we kind of feel. I mean, you saw the game last year against the, um, against the the Seattle Seahawks. Like they can play. I didn't. I'm not gonna forget about Buda Baker, who's one of the best uh, ty- uh, defensive players in the league. Like this, this core is very, very well. Now, their let me say this: their their weak spot is their defense. They have some old players, like I said, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones is kind of getting up there in age, but they they have improved. Like I said, Buda Baker is still really good. Um, it's just, D, I mean, D Ford straight. It's just uh, not D Ford. Um, Buda Baker and and uh, and Chandler Jones, but it's like. That has that has been their weakness. Their weakness has been one, 
while Kyler Murray is a really good player, he does make some questionable decisions. And, and, and while he does have a lot of touchdowns, his interceptions do is pretty high. But he does, I guess, a quote-unquote gunslinger. So he's going to let it fly. And when you have, you know, Christian Kirk and, and, and DeAndre Hopkins catching the ball, of course you're going to let it fly. Um, but their defense really helped them back last year. They were in a lot of shootouts because of their defense, especially the back end of their defense, like the corners and safeties outside of Buda Baker. It was really, uh, it was really tough. So, I mean, I, I don't think that they are good enough to win a Super Bowl, but I do think that they could be a dark horse team. I do think that they could, they're good enough to make a deep playoff run. They're good enough. I wouldn't be surprised if they, I mean, they while no they don't have the best quarterback in the in the in the division i wouldn't be surprised if they made it to an nfc championship i'm not saying they will but i'm just saying that's you know that that's how good the cardinals can be i think that like i said we're really gonna know and see and and realize if kurt kings or cliff kingsbury is actually a really good coach or not so i think that's the cardinals Let's go with Seattle, man. Seattle frustrates me. And 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 Seattle frustrates me for for a litany of reasons. They frustrate me one because it's kind of like the Portland Trailblazers. I know I talked about them last episode, but it's kind of like the Portland Trailblazers. You have a transcendent talent on your roster, whether it's Damian Lillard or it's Russell Wilson. You have some cool. You have some nice pieces. Uh, C.J. McCollum, uh, Enos Cantor, uh, D.K. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. But the problems still remain, and the problems that that Portland has always faced, they're facing today. They don't. They're unable to get a real talented roster or a a roster that's good enough to compete for a championship around Damian Lillard, around their centerpiece, around their star. Russell Wilson is arguably one of, and arguably, his inarguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Russell Wilson, if you, if you, if you had a chart, right? And and you were you sprinkled all the quarterback names and you were starting a team from scratch. And you had the second pick. First pick. You'll probably go with or and we're talking about today, not not their entire careers, but you'll probably go Patrick Mahomes number one. But then who would you go number two? And a lot of people would take Russell Wilson. Because that's just that's just how good he is. He's reliable. He has a cannon of an arm. He is a mobile court. Like he is, uh, he's one of the best, if not the best, quarterback in the league. But the things that pl- that have plagued the the Seattle Seahawks probably ever since the Legion of Boom was dismantled dismantled is the same problems that they have. While yes. You have Jamal Adams, which he did just sign an extension. And you you have Bobby Wagner. Their defense still sucks. Like, I, there's no, I mean, you lose Shaquille Griffin. You, you lose KJ Wright. You, their defense is still horrible. But that's not the worst position or that's not the worst 
place or worst spot on their team. Their offensive line is last year was, I think, like damn near last. Like one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive line in the league last year. And even now they're having uh they're having contract negotiations with uh Dwayne Brown. Like he is their best offensive lineman. And it, it oh, there when you, it's there's been there's a reason why. There's been a lot of think pieces this year or this offseason about is Seattle wasting Russell Wilson's prime, which is why there's a lot of think pieces about is Portland wasting Damian Lillard's prime. You know, there's not it's not a coincidence that there was three quarterbacks, three, that wanted out. Said they wanted out, said they were willing to be traded. There was three. There was Deshaun Watson, who hasn't come up off his uh, I went out of Houston. He hasn't, even though he's still there, he hasn't come up off that. Aaron Rodgers, he they he they they brought him back. However, he restructured his deal so that next year he'll be a free agent. He and he's more than likely gone. And Russell Wilson. Now Russell Wilson didn't ultimately say, "Yo, I went out of Seattle," but he did voice his frustration that you're not able to get the the talent at the on the offensive line around me. He also was upset with the fact that there's been a lot of moves that have been made. And while he doesn't, he's not asking, and the same thing Aaron Rodgers, he's not asking for, um, you know, all the, the, the team's transitions to go through him. But when you're, when you're dealing with an offensive line and Russell Wilson is the most sacked quarterback since he's been in the league by a country mile. You're gonna want you're gonna want some say because this is your career, this is your body. And while yes, you were able to keep uh or and sign Jamal Adams to an extension, who's one of the best safeties in the league. You're able to keep Bobby Wagner. We know, you know, probably I think the only player from the Legion of Boom at this point, uh, and still, you know, a, a serviceable, really good defensive player. The reason why I don't think, and that's how, the reason why a lot of people don't have, Seattle was good enough with the pieces that they have. Like I said, DK is incredible. Tyler Lock is incredible. They have, a re, they have a really strong running game. And Chris Carson, when he's healthy, they have Russell Wilson. They have a really good coach in Pete Carroll. The reason why a lot of people, it's hard for a lot of people, including myself, to put them in a Super Bowl, like, Russell Wilson is good enough. Of course, he's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one, lost one. But he's he's good enough to be in a Super Bowl or be a Super Bowl perennial Super Bowl contender. And that's what that's a lot of people would say Seattle is. It's just their offensive line and their defense is so bad. Okay. Their offensive line is so bad that it it hinders really any shot to have. And that's what happened last year. That's what happened last year. There was the whole let Russ cook, uh, let Russ cook campaign, because Seattle they're traditional in running the ball, and when you have a transcendent talent like Russell Wilson, it's like, bro, give him the ball, let him let him cook, and they were they were doing a the thing, they were being incredible. It was like <laughs> he was he was he was the clear cut MVP uh, halfway through the season. 
But the problem is the the defense. I mean, the offensive line. Sorry, deteriorating. Uh, e- even at full strength, they're garbage. So the fact that they started deteriorating, uh, the running back starting to get injured, and Russell Wilson started to have to overperform and, and started to have to put the team complete team on his back because because the defense wasn't good enough to win games and that's why you saw I think he had a career high in turnovers or yeah, turnovers last year so I, it, Russell Wilson at his best is arguably the best quarterback in the league however it's just you're only and it's in football is the really the main sport that you see this and you're only as good as your team as your as your next best player you're only as good as your teammate russell wilson hell we saw that in the super bowl patrick mahomes is a transcendent talent you have transcendent talented pieces on your team on the offensive side you have tyreek hill you have um tra- uh, tra- uh travis kelsey and and you saw when Patrick Mahomes' offensive line was, I mean, Eric Fisher was out. Another, the other offensive lineman, or another offensive lineman was out. And when you saw just how bad that offensive line looked and how ferocious the the Bucks defense was coming at the team, hell, I think they said that Patrick Mahomes ran for like 500 yards behind the line of scrimmage like that's how much he was running for his life and we saw how how bad that that team looked when their offensive line was out even though a lot of the incompletions that 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 Patrick Mahomes had could have it should have been caught the team just looked bad and Patrick Mahomes looked I mean pretty much mortal I guess you can say and that's the same thing that we see with Russell Wilson Russell Wilson there's a reason why he he is one of the best mobile quarterbacks because he has to be because the offensive line cannot protect him. There's a reason why the whole let Russ cook anthem kind of died down last year because the offensive line deteriorated and the running game deteriorated because the run you know Chris Carson got hurt and everything. And in fact, I think major, almost all of their running backs got hurt. I think they had to bring back Marshawn Lynch or something like that. Like that's that's just how bad it got for Seattle. And while Russell Wilson is still good enough to be an MVP, or he is good enough to be MVP quarterback, even though he's not MVP or he hasn't won an MVP, he's good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. Is really the, the there's the quarterback position and the in the wide receiving position. Even though DK drops pass, drops a lot of passes, a lot more passes for my liking. Um, it's really gonna be on the offensive line. If that offensive line can stay in pat and and be better than last year, then yes, this team should be the best team in the division. But it's like it's kind of like again we talked about last last episode it's kind of like the definition of insanity it's like this offensive line has not been good for a while so it's like why would i expect them to change especially when their best offensive line may or may not be there so because he's in contract negotiations so we'll just have to see with that man and lastly you have the rams the rams had the the busiest offseason as far as uh, they traded their their quarterback. They traded Jared Goff, the quarterback that helped them get to the Super Bowl. 
they lost the Super Bowl, but they helped him get to the Super Bowl. They traded him for Matthew Stafford. Now, we had an episode about this when it, when it first happened. Matthew Stafford is one of those uh, is one of those hidden gems or worst kept secret in the league, and that's only because he's been playing for the god awful Detroit Lions. Now, Detroit Lions, there's a reason why people say their Super Bowl is Thanksgiving because they have absolutely no shot to win the Super Bowl. And and but Matthew Stafford, he has shattered almost every quarterback record there is uh, in Detroit. Matthew Stafford's good. Matthew Stafford. I think the question is, how good is Matthew Stafford? Because this is by far the best roster he's ever had. This is the best offensive line he's ever had. Outside of having Megatron, which is the best player he's ever played with, this is the best wide receiving core. I mean, you have Cooper Cup. You have Robert Wood. This is this is an incredible team. Um, it's, it's really... It's see with the Rams, man. It's really that you're really about to see just how good Matthew Stafford is, and I think that they're banking on him to be a top ten quarterback because he has the talent to be a top ten quarterback. It's just was he was was his was he a? It's kind of like Sam Darnold, but but we know how good uh, Matthew Stafford is. Sam Darnold, we're we're waiting to see was he a product of New New York the Jets not really having offensive line, not really having any offensive pieces, or was he just that bad? We know Matthew Stafford's good, but he isn't used to winning. He's not used to making that winning play. The last time I guess the last time he was on a winning team really was what the, the uh, Georgia when he was at college. So it's like when you're not used to winning, it's they can he can he win in the big moments? That's that's what they're gonna see, and that's what they that's what they they need from him. They need to know can he win in the big moments? Because I mean, you have Jalen Ramsey, who's one of the best defensive players in the league. You have Aaron Donald, who is the best. There is no, there is no argument. Even though uh, T.J. Watt had an incredible year, even though th- there is no question who the best defensive player is in the league, and that is Aaron Donald. And a lot of people are saying there's really no question who the best cornerback is in the league, and that is Jalen Ramsey. So you have an incredible defense. Your defense is great, and you have an incredible coach. You have. Sean McVay, one of the best young coaches in the league. It's just now we're really about to see if Matthew Stafford can make them make the big plays. And that's what they're hoping for. I mean, you don't give up Jared Goff. And don't get me wrong, Jared Goff wasn't like a, a world beater. He wasn't the greatest quarterback, but he wasn't the worst quarterback. Jared Goff just was he it's kind of like Jimmy G just to a bigger extent. He just he was serviceable until he wasn't. And when he wasn't, he was costing team he was costing the team games with with poor throws, uh, high interceptions. Like nah. And quiet as his cap, while he did help them get to a Super Bowl, it was mainly because of that for I mean, that's their defense was incredible. They also had, you know, Everson Grip they they had uh Nadamik and Sue, of course, Aaron Darn. Like it was it was mo- Jared Goff was good, but Jared Goff 
was kind of exposed in the in the in this in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. So we're really going to see what Matthew Stafford is made of. Also, the uh, I think a lot of th- uh, the, something that's not being talked about a lot is the injury to Cam Akers, which is their running back out for the season. He was in very important for this team, even though you do have a deep wide receiver core. Um, you do have an incredible defense there. Matthew Stafford, you don't want to you don't want him to just throw 100 percent of the time. And I know they got Sonny Michelle from the Patriots. He's going to be, you know, uh, they're pretty much primary back. But Camp Akers was a very important piece, very important cog to this offense and to this team. And that's going to be a huge loss. That is probably that's why I'm I'm, I'm a little skeptical of putting the putting the Rams at the number one spot in the NFC West. I'll tell you who I think is the number one spot, but and it could still be them. I'm just saying that's that that is a cause for concern because Cam Akers, even though he's like Cam Akers, I mean that's not Derrick Henry, that's not uh, Aaron Jones, that's not uh, Del Dalvin Cook. Like I know. But Cam Akers is still incredibly important to this team. And the fact that they lost him for the season is going to be big. And I think it's going to be felt, especially late in games or those games where, you know, Matthew, you know, you're, you're playing against a really good passing defense like a, uh, I don't know, like a, well, you're playing against someone like Buda Baker or something like that. So um, with that being said, who do I, this is, the NFC West is the hardest division to rank as far as who is the worst and who is the best. Um, I'm going to say the Car- the Cardinals is the worst in this division, not saying that they're bad. But when we look at the talent with the Cardinals, it's a lot of it's a lot of youth. And I think the Cardinals, in fact, the Cardinals is the only team in this division where there's a question mark when we're talking about their coach is again, is Cliff's if Cl- is Cliff. Kingsbury a good coach that is the question mark and how is their defense going to fare because their defense really cost them a lot of games last year and some of the late game situations cost them but is their defense good enough and can their defense hold long enough and and hold in the right spots to win them games and are they good they're they're probably the only in fact they are the only only team in this division that has uh, questions at the coaching position. So I have the Cardinals as probably the last place team in this division. Uh, mm, and, and that's tough, man. It's okay. So here's the dilemma I have. On paper, the 49ers is the best division in this. I mean, best division, the best team in this division. Hands down, they have the best defense and the best offense in this division. But the question mark that I still have with them is their quarterback position. Who's going to start? Is it going to be Jimmy G? Is it going to be Trey Lance? And these players can really hold back this team. Not saying that they're just garbage, but these these the quarterback position makes or breaks. the four, Even though the 49ers is a stacked team, it makes or breaks them. Then I quit. Then it goes with the Seattle. It's like you have the best quarterback in the in the in the division by a long shot, but you also have the worst offensive line in this division 
by a long shot. So it's like, what are you getting out of Seattle? Are you going to get, I mean, you know Russell Wilson is going to do what he does. DK Metcalf is going to do what he does. Uh, Tyler Lock is going to do what he does. Hopefully you can you can keep Chris Carson healthy. But when Chris Carson is healthy, he is a really good running back. You know what they're going to do. You know what Jamal Adams is going to do. You know what Bobby Wagner is going to do. But the defense as a whole is not good, and their offensive line is god-awful. So it's like, in uh, the Rams, the Rams have some incredible pieces. You probably have arguably the best cornerback in the league in Jalen Ramsey, and you have undoubtedly the best defensive player in general in Aaron Donald. But it's like that Cam Akers injury is big, and we still don't know. Uh, Matthew Stafford hasn't really been on a team that has any expectations of winning since Georgia. And he didn't win that. He didn't even – Matthew Stafford has been is, – is such a really good quarterback, which he is, and this isn't a shot. This is just truth. He, he was clearly the best quarterback in the SEC when he was at Georgia, and they still didn't win the, the SEC. So it's like – ah. so what I'm going to do is mm, – I'm going to say Seattle. I'm going to say Seattle. I'm I, yes, I know I understand Russell Wilson's good, but that offensive line and we and you saw last year that offensive this team really only goes as far as the offensive line takes them. Now, Russell Wilson can get you to the water, but again, it's it's like that the offensive line is it, tough. So, oh man. I'm oof, I'm going to put Seattle. I'm going to put Seattle. Uh, as the what the the third best team in this division for right now. Now, Ken, this can of course change, and that's that really shows you how deep this division is. I mean, you have a team like Seattle who's been to two Super Bowls, who has an incredible coach in, in Pete Carroll, who has Russell Wilson, and I have them third in the division. Mm. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Rams second. I know, I know, like, what the 49ers? I'm going to go with the Rams second because we. I, I still want to see what Matthew Stafford looks like in big games and games where he's expected to win. Because on roster, this, I mean, on paper, this is an incredible roster. Uh, this, I mean, it's, it's, it's deep. It's extremely deep. It's just, again, how does Matthew Stafford fare when the expectation is for you to win? And the reason why I have the 49ers at number one is because they have the best roster. Now, this can definitely change because you don't know, you know, the quarterback position. This team is really going to swing on how good their quarterback play is because you have an incredible offensive lineman. You have an incredible defense. This you have a ferocious defense It's just. How good is Jimmy G going to be or how good is Trey Lance going to be? And I think that this team is good enough to win games, even if their quarterback position is 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 poor, because of how good their defense is. But I don't think that they're good enough to to win Super Bowls. And I don't think any team is good enough to win Super Bowls if you don't have a good court, if you don't have good quarterback play. So I know it's, it's it's crazy, but I have the 49ers, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals as far as the rankings for the NFC West. So with that being said. I've already ranked all the divisions. What What is my rankings of the divisions? Uh, who do I think is the best division? Who I think is the worst worst division? Uh, the thing is, and and 
again, you we just went over all the divisions, so you can go back to past episodes and listen to see how I feel about your favorite division. But each division is different, and of course, but each division has different storylines. Each division has different plots, and I, I think that is very interesting to see. You know, to see how this plays out, but. Like I said, I'm going to rank every division from worst to best. Let's start with the worst. And in my opinion, the worst is the NFC South. Ooh, man. When you have the Houston Texans who don't, I mean, yeah, you have Tyrod Taylor, but their they're they're, their team is god-awful. It's, it's hard for me to see three wins on this team. And, that, and, and then, of course, you have the whole Deshaun Watson thing lingering over them. And then you have the, the Jaguars. While you have Trevor Lawrence, that is probably the worst roster. Those two teams probably have the worst roster in the NFL, like the Texans and the Jaguars. And the Colts, you're on, the Colts is a really good roster, really good uh defense. And you really you, but they're there's they're questionable of, you know, what they're going to be or how are they going to how is Carson Wentz going to be? Are you going to get the MVP Carson Wentz or are you going to get the Carson Wentz we've seen since he wasn't MVP anymore. So uh I just think those two the Houston Texans and the Jaguars brings that division down so much because of how bad their roster is. Now, yes, I understand again Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence to me is not ready to be a, an impactful uh NFL player yet. So I have the NFC South at or the AFC South as the worst team or worst division. Next, I have the NFC East. Ugh. I have the NFC East because, I mean, last year, not one, and I understand that it's just last year, but last year, not one team was over 500. I mean, the team that won it, which is the Washington football team, was 79. And while, yes, the reason why I have them above the AFC South is because these there's there's really good units in this in this division. The Washington defense is an incredible unit. The 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 New York Giants receiving core and running back position when Saquon Barkley gets back or you know barring that he's healthy is incredible. The wide receiver core for Dallas is incredible. The the Eagles is, is just the Eagles. <laughs> but the, there's talent there. It's just the each each team does still have questions, but there's a lot of talent in the NFC East. It's just, again, you're coming off a season where not one team got over 500. So, uh, but but again, Washington probably has the best defensive front in football. The Dallas Cowboys or the Giants, you they could have a top tier wide receiver core. When you talk about Darius Slayton, uh, Sterling Sterling Shepard, um. Kenny Galloway for Dallas. You have C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. You, you have it's a talented team. Uh, so I have for number seven. I guess I have the NFC East. For number six, I have the NFC North. Now the NFC North has Aaron Rodgers in it. Yes, I understand, and it has the green, the 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 Bears. I get that. Outside of that, but this division is really. I mean, when you look at the success, I don't think the Bears have really been good since they went to that one Super Bowl. Like, I mean, yeah, they're they're talented. They have a talented roster, but nobody really expects them to do anything in the playoffs, or they haven't really been expected to do anything in the playoffs. And I think the NFC South 
is has really been run by the the Green Bay Packers for a while. I mean, again, you have the MVP there in Aaron Rodgers. You have arguably one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in Devontae Adams. Two years in a row that wins the AFC champion or NFC championship. It's this this division is. I mean, hell, the Detroit Lions is god awful. The Vikings can't get their defense right, even or the quarterback right at, at that. I mean, you have Justin Jefferson, you have Adam Thielen, you have Dalvin Cook. You just can't get. I mean, you had Stephon Diggs, and because the 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 quarterback position was so inconsistent, he wanted to leave, and now you see what he's doing in in Buffalo. So, I had, and of course the the Bears. Talented Super Bowl caliber roster, in my opinion, is just what are they going to do with the quarterback position? And is Matt Nagy really good coach? Like, or or his his time or reign really much or pretty much over for the 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 Bears? So this division has really been been picked up and and carried by Green Bay. So that's why I have the NFC North at six. At five, I have the AFC East. Now the AFC East is interesting because. This is the first time, and well, it's probably since. First, well, it's not the first time, but it's it's different. This is probably the. In fact, I will say this: this is the first time there's no expectations, and I mean absolutely no expectations, in my opinion, that the the New England Patriots can win this division. Now, the New England Patriots have an interesting team. You know, they 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 got John Du Smith, they got Hunter Henry, you still have Stephen Stephon Gilmore, except he's gonna be on the PUP uh list until week six. You have some talented pieces, but right now this division it is it is an interesting division. Zach, Zach Wilson for the Jets, even though the Jets are god awful, uh as far as a whole, so uh, I, I feel bad for Zach Wilson. He's gonna not really see what Sam Darnold's been facing, but you still have the Patriots, uh, still an incredible defense. You have the Dolphins, an incredible team. It's just we don't know about Tua yet. And then the Bills, the Bills made it to the AFC Championship last year. The Bills, I mean, you, you have Stephon Diggs, you have uh, Josh Allen, who finished in the top three or four of my, I believe, in MVP voting. So. Uh, this is this is this this is it's it's a new age for this division. Of course, we know about the 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 historic run that Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots had, and now you, you, I'm not gonna say that the 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 Bills is gonna you know duplicate that run, but this is the Bills division to win, and I don't see this division. Or I don't see really anybody else. Again, going against the Bills for for a while now. If Josh Allen continues to play the way that he's been playing, and but but they do have some, like I said, the 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 Miami that's they're they're interesting and they're really good. Uh, Patriots still interesting. You still have Bill Belichick, who's arguably well, not really. He's the best coach of all time as far as football. And then you have the Jets. So uh, that's why I have the AFC East at number five. At number four, I have the NFC South. Now I have them at number four, and that's and it's crazy to think that you have the NFC South at number four, in my opinion, because NFC South. Just think a couple years ago, man, you have uh, Aaron Rod or no Matt Ryan and the Falcons. They made it to the Super Bowl. You had Cam Newton and the and the Panthers. They made it to the Super Bowl. You had Jameis Winston and the Bucks. While Jameis Winston was throwing thirty interceptions he was also throwing 30 touchdowns and then you had the the cream of the crop which was the saints now if you look today the bucks is the best team as far as overall team probably in the in the league 
you have Sam Darnold. You don't really know what you, even though you have DJ Moore, you have uh, Robbie Anderson, you have Christian McCaffrey. You don't really know what you're going to get out the Panthers. I, I don't, I, I don't understand the Atlanta Falcons. They have so much talent on the offensive side of the ball, but their defense is god awful. And you know, you don't really know what you're going to get from Matt Ryan. Jameis Winston is now the starting quarterback for the Saints, and you're gonna. Uh, I guess we're gonna see the the whole Drew Brees era is definitely over. So we're gonna see how what it looks like without Drew Brees as the as a lead man. And of course, you have Tom Brady. So uh, it's just a lot of question marks outside of the top team for the NFC South. That's why I have the number four and number three. I have the AFC West. Now, the AFC West. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> the AFC West has it's really two teams, but they're two. Str- well, the AFC West has to me the the one arguably the best team in the league is the Kansas City Chiefs. You have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, coach. It's it's an incredible team. Team has been to two straight Super Bowls, a one one loss one. It's the it's the Chiefs. You have the Chargers, who have the best, who arguably have one of the best young quarterbacks in Justin Herbert. You have Keenan Allen. You have uh, Austin Eckler. Like, you have – that's the team right there. And, of course, they, now they have a new coach. You want to see how they, they – they did really good in the draft with uh, Rashawn Slater. Like, they they did – they. it's a good team. It's a really good team. Hopefully, Mike Williams is able to stay healthy. Uh, this is a good team, as in the Chargers. The Raiders, I don't know what the hell the Raiders are doing, but you still have some really good pieces. You still have Darren Waller, uh, Carr. You still have Josh Jacobs. Now you have Kenyon Drake. Uh, you have Abraham uh, Abrams in the in the in the backfield. It's a good team, you know. And the same thing as the Broncos. You have Teddy Bridgewater starting as quarterback now, but you still have Judy. You have uh, Corlin Sutton. He just needs to get back from injury. Melvin Gordon uh, as, as a running back. So this is a talented team. The only reason really why I have them at third is because they have Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. And you also have Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Uh, that's why I have them at three, honestly. At two, I have the AFC North. The reason why I have them at two is because of the Cincinnati Bengals. If the Cincinnati Bengals was not on this, was not in this division, this division would be the best division in football, and it wouldn't even be close in my opinion. But I will say that there is some interesting storylines, some interesting pieces that the Cincinnati Bengals hold. I mean, you have uh, Jamar Chase, even though he struggled mightily in the in the in the preseason catching the ball and stuff. You know, Jamar Chase is a top uh, a top pick in the in the draft. You still have Joe Burrow, and of course they have that connection from LSU. They have Joe Mixon. You have Boyd. You have uh you you have Higgins. Like they have a lot of pieces. It's just the thing that I think they should have focused on. Like I would have even though Jamar Chase is big big time in box office, I would have went with an offensive lineman because the offensive line is a big reason why uh is a big reason why Joe Burrow got hurt last year. And you have Panay Sewell, who I thought was incredible for the, or would have been incredible for this team, but they didn't. But other than that, man, you have three teams that, let me say this, you have two teams that can definitely vie for the Super Bowl, which is, if you look just on paper, the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, that incredible uh, offensive 
the 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 Browns probably have the best offensive line in the league, and the the you can have an argument that the the Baltimore Ravens has one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. You can also argue that the Pittsburgh Steelers have the best defense in the league, and then of course you 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 have Juju Smith Schuster, uh, Claypool. You got some pieces, man. So to me. If it wasn't for the Cincinnati Bengals, the AFC North would be the best division. And with that being said, to me, the best division is the NFC West. I mean, I just talked about them. You have Seattle, who I put third, and I feel bad doing that, but I put third in the division because of how bad that offensive line is. You have Seattle, and who's been to two Super Bowls and who has Russell Wilson. You have the Rams. To me, the best cornerback in the league and Jalen Ramsey, the best defensive player, period, in the league and Aaron Darnold. Now you have Matthew Stafford, uh, Robert Wood, Cooper Cup. The injury to Cam Akers is huge, but you did get Sonny Michelle. So you have the the uh, the the Arizona Cardinals. You have Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, JJ JJ Watt, Chandler Jones. Like you have pieces, and then of course to me. The, the the best arguably one of the best rosters in general in the NFL and that's the 49ers is just what are they going to do with their with their uh what are they going to do with the co- quarterback position is it going to be Jimmy G or is it going to be Trey Trey Lance so uh from best to worst I have the NFC West AFC no- North uh AFC West NFC South um AFC East NFC North NFC East and AFC South. If you if you don't agree with what my rankings, if you think one division should be over than the over than another, let me know. Leave in the description. I love talking about it. And lastly, before we go, oh man, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has uh, Ben Simmons has had quite the off season, man. We understand the debacle. That he had, I'm not gonna say debacle. We understand the the fourth quarters he had in the playoffs against the Hawks, and that was the main. That was a big reason why they lost. Now, a lot of people are only putting it on Ben Simmons, which is not the case. Uh, I mean, they were up double digits in most of those games and lost. But Ben Simmons was a big factor. When you're the starting point guard or when you're the main point guard, when you're the main person that has the ball in the hands, you make most of the decisions, and they lost. And, of course, you heard uh, the team was trying to look for trades. They were looking for they were looking to trade him before the, the draft. They were looking to trade him during the draft. And now reports have come out saying that he doesn't want to be with the team anymore. And he does not re- plan on reporting to camp. Um, I've already said Ben Simmons. Let me say Ben Simmons is an incredible player. A lot of times we look at the negative and we just forget completely about the positive. You know, it's funny. Maybe a year ago or so, we were we were arguing if Ben Simmons is one of uh, the corner, like the you know the next best tier, you know, once the KDs and and Kai, uh, Curry's and LeBron's leave, is Ben Simmons going to be one of those players to take the mantle as like best player? And now, 
people people just can't stand Ben Simmons. Like they hate the man. And I'll say this. One of the biggest reasons and one of the biggest detriments, in my opinion, to Ben Simmons, of course we know is the is the lack of shooting, the the the, the he doesn't he doesn't even have the willingness to shoot. But I think it goes it, it's bigger than that. I think the worst part about Ben Simmons' game is you can't have the mindset, the offensive mindset that he has when he, when you're talking about shooting and be the main, especially in today's NBA, and be the main ball handler. When you look at almost every good team in the league, right? Every good team in the league, look at their starting point guard. They and and most of them when you let's let's look. You have the the Golden State Warriors. You have Steph Curry. What does he have? Offensive minded. Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard. Offensive minded. Brooklyn Nets. Offensive minded. Dallas is pretty much uh, Luka Doncic. Offensive minded. Um, the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul. Offensive minded. Like when you look at some of the best players, they're off that that have the ball majority in their hands. They're offensive players. Kyrie, like. But then you look at Ben Simmons. I think while Ben Simmons is an incredible player, just imagine what he would be without the ball. That's why I said that I think Portland would be a great spot for him. That's why I said I thought Golden State would be a great spot for him. I just don't think that he's in the position right now to just tell him, yo, I ain't coming back. Because <laughs> you're really only as good as your last game, man. And while – and that kind of doesn't – like you can have bad games in the NBA, but – when you're on the biggest stage as far as the playoffs and you do what Ben Simmons did, it, it doesn't, it didn't look good. So I don't, th- I think that probably because a lot, most teams know that Ben Simmons wants to leave, you're not going to get everything there. Like they were asking, if you just look at the golden state, I think they were asking for like Ben Simmons, not Ben Simmons. They were asking for uh, Andrew Wiggins, Moody, uh, Kaminga and like three other first round picks like for Ben Simmons what so I, I don't think that I think that because the asking price is so high more than likely he's going to start the season with uh Philly but of course let's see what happens before all-star break and before the trade deadline I think if he plays his value up or or Philly lowers the price I think he'll probably be gone by then but you know, I, I think that, and I've said this before, I thought that Ben Simmons playing alongside uh, Joel Embiid, I thought that they 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 had a ceiling with each other, and they could only go so far with each other, and I think that we saw just how far they could go, uh, and that's the playoff, and I, don't, I think that both players individually are incredible players. But I just don't think that they'll be incredible, or they're. I don't think that they could play together because they occupy the same spot on the floor, other floor. Because Ben Simmons can't shoot, so I'm just. We'll just see how that goes. So, and there you have it, man. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. Uh, if you want an Unpopular Podcast shirt, hoodie, sweatshirt, long sleeve, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple designs, multiple colors, whatever you want, whatever you like, whatever color you like, I got you. Just click on the item. You'll see different colors. Pick your color. Put it in the cart. Buy that, Joan. You got merch. Go get your merch today. Also, again, please subscribe to the 
uh, unpopular podcast YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. I keep pushing out content, two episodes a week. I'm enjoying it, so I would appreciate you guys. I love you guys, and until next time, much love. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man. You niggas ain't no kidding me a fact. Well, yeah, you heard about me, y'all don't know me more than that. Yeah, I know I, hey, hey, yeah. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man. You niggas ain't no kidding me a fact. Whoa, I was known for snapping when I chat before the app. Stood on everything I said and never took it back. Whoa, no friends in the industry, I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies a fact. Niggas let us start a beat, don't wanna keep it rap. Yeah, you hit us up and now we owe you something back. See, I was young, angel, but these niggas turn me evil. Yeah, I know I know you, but you really ain't my people. Yeah, I heard some people say they know him as my equal. Truth be told, I son, these niggas, girl, I don't compete with them. Ask about the boy, and they gon' say he got the streets with them. Niggas so offensive, knowing they don't have no defense. Why they always act like we can face it with a meeting? All they linking up, man, I'ma see him when I see ya. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, brothers, but my brothers, man, you niggas ain't no kidding, that's a fact, ayy. And I'm like, she carry smoke, I'm on and off the track, ayy. And you love that hoe with me, I put her on her back. You get drizzy on the track, here, put you on the map, oh, it's like that, hell yeah, it's like that, ayy. And I got a contract, it's a max, ayy. Since I got in contact, she attached. When I saw my first deal, that shit came through a fax. That should let you know how long I've been out here running laps. I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. No friends in the industry, my brothers been my brothers, man, you niggas ain't no kidding me a fact Whoa, I was known for snapping when I chat before the app Stood on everything I said and never took it back, whoa No friends in the industry, I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies a fact Niggas let us start the beat, don't wanna keep it rap Yeah, you hit us up and now we owe you something back Damn, this shit too dirty, gotta yellow tape it And I gotta wait in at the telly naked We ain't dropped, though, how you niggas celebrating Already disrespecting something I ain't tolerating Your niggas fuck with me, I give them motivation In your circle shrinking, see some boys escaping Rest of them is guilty by association Hey, what? Fuck the bait and who the goat? Then I make the shit about the numbers, all I know Then I make the shit about the summer, all I know Better find you someone else to hit with all that smoke, nigga Yeah, and all them tweets and all them posts Ain't got the type of time to be playing with you, folk I had a richer pride to these niggas, that's the joke I'm really down to die behind these verses in my notes Yeah Yeah Yeah, brothers, but my brothers, man, you niggas ain't no kidding, that's a 